0: Usually, I start out the podcast by saying good morning, but it's anything but a morning. Um, uh, Putin did it; he invaded Russia. And Russia invaded the Ukraine. Um, he pulled the trigger last night. It was about eleven o'clock. News started reporting about airstrikes coming in. Looks like there's boots on the ground now. Um, they've they've shut down a a, a large portion of uh, airports. Uh, you know, air, air travel in the area is is shut down. And probably the um, the worst that could happen just just happened within the last 15 minutes, which was China came out and refused to call it an invasion and blame the US. Um, in my mind, and I think in a lot of other people's minds, that opens up the potential for um, something where China is aligned with Russia. They don't want to say that they completely condone the invasion, um, but they also don't want to come out against it because, remember, Taiwan is the tipping point. And uh, the last three administrations have all called Taiwan and the independence of Taiwan as the the most dangerous portion of of the world. Um, Outside of uh, North Korea launching some type of nuclear attack, um, or or some type of major escalation over North with North Korea, um, the the Taiwanese uh, independence from China has been considered just an enormous tipping point. So when you have uh, Russia invading Ukraine at this point, and I'm not a policy expert, I I don't expect to you know know everything about this stuff. What I do know is that uh, the Russian stock market just lost. They shut it down for the day. It just lost thirty-five percent um, overnight. Uh, the market went down thirty-five percent. the The Russian ruble is in 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 just almost worthless at this point. Ukraine has shut down their uh, their banks and limited uh, um, withdrawals. Uh, if you look at the roads out of the major cities, they are in uh, just transit, purgatory, meaning that traffic is just a standstill. Um, so, here's what you're seeing in the market. Oils are going up. Oils are flying. And remember, our, our plays with uh, Devon Energy and, uh, and Fang Diamondback, they're up uh, enormous this morning. Um, you know, th- th- these are things that <clears throat> that you could could have predicted. You knew it was going to happen, so getting into energy was was a smart play. Uh, what's bad are the technology and essentially the uh, uh, the, uh, the the Palo Alto networks that we got into. I got out with a, a, a seven eight percent profit. It might have been five percent, but as I started seeing it go down yesterday, I said, "Okay, I'm taking my profit and moving on." Um. Uh, Lowe's Home Depot that that they beat all of these stocks they're 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 opening down. Uh, here's my suggestion for today. I'm not going to give specific stock advice. I know that yesterday I said, "Hey Moderna could fly on earnings." Moderna's not flying today even though they reported a record quarter. I think it's down by 2%. It is being being brought down by the entire stock market. Uh, my my guidance to everyone out there listening Is And Joe Terranova on CNBC just said this, and I thought it was perfect, absolutely perfect. He said, this is your grandparent's stock market. This is the market that everybody's grandparents hoped uh, for uh, when they were investing for generational change. Uh, Apple, Google, Microsoft, they're significantly down from their all-time highs. These are companies with great earnings. That are are trade going to trade um, at at significant discounts. Now, here's the 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 caveat to this, and and I saw this. Stephanie Rule put it out on 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 Twitter this morning. I think it was Stephanie. She put it out. The uh, S and P has traded at 19 times earnings. Uh, that's what it was yesterday. I think today it's going to be closer to 18, but it's at 19. It still should be around 19, uh, even though we are significantly down on the futures the traditional um, uh, S&P multiple is 17. So we still have room to go down. There's still a significant amount that you could go down. What I think you should do is start treating this like your grandparents did with IBM and GE and the nifty 50 of the 70s and all of those types of things. Companies that you see that are going into the future, uh, short future, if your time horizon is three to five years, I want you in tech. If your time horizon is is six months to eight months, I want you in energy. I want you in financials. Um, you're going to see great opportunities to buy these things. If your if your time horizon is uh, one to you know two years, I want you in Pepsi. I want you in Coke. I want you in things that are going to uh, be able to price inflation in. Um, there's a significant uh, increase in all of the commodity prices today. Uh, and, and you're seeing this now. Uh, oil and energy still have room to run. Uh, if um, Russia were to halt their exports of oil, they could cripple um, the economies of uh, the world, essentially if they wanted to. I, I, I don't know if they want to. I don't know what Putin's end game is on this one. Um, you know, he's seeing 30 percent of his entire uh, country is now, you know, the value of his country is now gone. Um, will that come back? Who knows? There's going to be significant sanctions that are announced today by the the West. There's a, um emergency G7 meeting. This isn't the time to, to get out. If you have some tax advantaged accounts, I would say, you know, time to rebalance. This is just like 2007, 2008. Um, it's just like the others. What we've seen in the past um, has been a, a, you know, 2020 with the, uh, the the virus. You saw a big V-shaped recovery. You will not see that big V-shaped recovery right away on this. If you remember, it was way down in March. Um, and then in April, it went a little bit further down for the first couple of weeks, and you started to see a slow recovery. We weren't back to the levels that we saw in February until October, I think. Um, let's take a look at the the SPY if we could. Um, uh, and we'll go. We'll do a weekly to try and see where we were with Spy. Um, on this one, let's look. Uh, because 2020 is the most recent, and if you look at this spike, we were at uh, prior to it 336 on Spy. We didn't get back there until August. So you've got a six-month delay, a uh, recovery. If this were, you know, again, we're in in February now. You're looking at July or August to try and recover. Um, The the difference is what you've got in this. Interest rates were going down during that time. Inflation was fairly non-existent during that time. You've got rising inflation. You've got rising uh, gas costs. You've got, remember, oil went negative during this time. Whereas, you know, companies had to pay people to take their barrels of oil. Um, this time you've got a, a crazy inflationary pressure. Uh, you've got rising interest rates because, sorry, but Jerome Powell's going to have to raise interest rates on this one. Um, there's no doubt about it. So, you've got continued pressure. Uh, my suggestion is definitely, definitely uh, nibble on your Apple, Google, and Microsoft. Uh, I don't think it's time to get out of these names because when do you really get back in? We could see uh, several days of V-shaped recoveries where you you go you go up, but today with these averages down three four percent, I think you start nibbling on those. Any company that does not make money, sell, get out. Just don't 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 be in there if it's got a negative balance sheet. The the only caveat to that that I would say is cybersecurity, um, like Palo Alto Networks. I think that's a great one um, to try and get into. Uh, especially at these prices You're seeing it um, You know Down after its earnings it, it had record earnings But you're seeing You know Norwegian Cruise Line Down 10% um, You know Chevron is up 4% uh, Again Chevron returns Value to the The uh, the shareholder American Express Which I said yesterday I wanted to get into It's down another 5% today You're going to see International travel Even limited on this one um, You're going to see Uh you know, a major, major uh, kind of uh, turn on this. When you you look at the SPY um, and you look at the the RSI, it's at 38. Last time it was at 38 was 2020. It hasn't been down this low. Um, You know, this presents a buying opportunity. That's why you have cash on the sidelines is for days like today. Um, you you basically should have been selling into the rallies um, and, and buying on days like today. So my, my suggestion for today, again, I'm not suggesting specific stocks, but take a look at some of the stocks. If we look at Apple, let's take a look at Apple. You've got Apple opening up um, at 153. Um, let's take a look at Apple on trend spider. I was in active trader pro. Active uh apple at 153, you're back to where you were in January of this year or December of 2021. Um if we hit the uh 150 level, so we go down um below the the 15 handle and we go down to the 140s, you're way back to August 2021. Um if we go back, let's look at a weekly chart of this one. Um, Apple, you know, again, if, if if I think it's going back to uh, you know, 2020, you could go back to uh, August of 2020 where it hit 127. Um, you know, I, I don't see a lot of support around there. Um, I do see if I go back to that August 31st where it hit a high of 160, um and, and then it kind of pulled back there, and you know even today it went up to I think the high was, um let's see fifty two week high on Apple one eighty two. <laughs> so you've been trading in this range since September twenty twenty, um which is the 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 one sixty to the one eighty kind of uh, realm. Um it hasn't moved a lot. It's been using the fifty day uh, on a weekly chart as its support level where it's bounced off of. It's still not down there. The The 50 day is at 150. I, I totally expected to hit that at some point in time today. Uh, it's going to open up at 153. It'll probably hit 150. If we get below that, it looks like the volume shelf is around 133. Uh, will you be unhappy five years from now that you bought this at one th- 150 instead of 133? No, you won't even notice. Um, you know, again, this is a, one of those uh times where you want to make sure that you're nibbling on these. I wouldn't, you know, say you have a ten thousand dollar buy on Apple, I'd buy a thousand dollars of it today. I would buy 10% of it, uh, at what you maybe 150, put it in at 150. And, and then tomorrow, if it goes down to 140, you buy another 10%, buy another thousand dollars at 140. Uh, I think this is your opportunity. And again, Coke and Pepsi. Um, some of the other names, let, let's look at some of the other names that I was looking at yesterday. Ironically, I was looking at GLP Global Partners, um, the more energy names. I was looking at putting more money into that, but I've got the Devron, Devon, I've got the uh, the FANG, uh, I've got Exxon. So I do have some energy positions in my portfolio. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the XLE and other kind of ETFs. I have, I have significant other ETFs that are going to be down. Um... But let's look at my portfolio a little bit. Um, Bitcoin's going to be down. Ethereum's going to be down. Crypto's trading kind of like the NASDAQ. It's just going to be torn up today. Um, You know, MPLX. Great company. Um, Let's look at their dividend. Um, They are an energy company. They are going to open up mm, slightly down, not significantly down. Um, This is one that has an 8.99% dividend. Um, let's take a look at their weekly chart on uh, TrendSpider. MPLX I have owned for a good while. Um, you know, it's using the 200-day. Looks like it just bounced off the 200-day. If we run the algorithm, we wouldn't be in it, but it looks like it might cross up. It's been oversold of recent because of the dividend payment. Looks like it's been coming down from about 32, 33. Um we had a sellout here. We had a buy-in, it looks like December seventeenth at twenty-eight dollars. And then uh you sold out at thirty-two dollars um on February eighteenth. And that was where it kind of bottomed down on the RSI. And the RSI looks like it, it probably will uh pop back up. Um if we look at the stochastics. I'm gonna add in the so the stochastics act um faster than the uh the the RSI. But yes, I, I see the stochastics. Um, they're they're kind of crossing up. And I, I think this one, you know, opportunity again, energy, get into it. Um, I, I like that name. Exxon. Uh, I think Chevron, Exxon, I think you could get into those even though they're up at two, three percent today. Um, with oil just jumping over a hundred dollars a barrel, I think you've got an opportunity to get into those as well. Cause Again, I don't think oil's done going up. I think we're going to continue to see inflationary pressure. Um, my hope is that Biden kind of loosens some of the controls on this country's uh, oil rigs. I'm an environmentalist. I hate to say that, but I think that would be the the, the best opportunity is to try and um, make sure that, that we can pump and, and we can make sure that we get through this. Um, you know, again, oil isn't like a faucet where you can turn it on and then it comes out of the ground. They have to ratchet things up. My guess is that the Saudis will uh, probably increase some drilling um, to to do this. But, again, I think this is one of those major events where you're going to see a bounce back from it. You're seeing, uh, I think, you're, the, the SPY, in my mind, if I were to look at SPY... Uh, let's take a look at some of the support levels on SPY, if we could. SPY is just oversold. Um, the RSI is at 29. Uh, it hasn't been this oversold um, in, in quite a while. Let's look at the weekly on SPY because it, we do want to. We just crossed the 50 day. Um, we're nowhere near the 200 day. The 200 day is right around 340. Um, so you've still, on the weekly, you've still got a long way to go to get down. Um, the last time we crossed the 200 day was March of 2020 march twenty third 2020 um, that was the week where we kind of you know it significantly came down but you're seeing it shoot up the 50 day we just crossed it um, the last time we crossed under the 50 day was March 9th I'm sorry March 2nd and we saw that that bounce up so when you're looking at this I'll post these as well on uh, the the Twitter. And the Medium blog so you can see it. Uh, I don't think it's time for panic. Yet this is something that's probably going to hurt. And we probably will not see the one week bounce back up. My guess is if you're looking at uh, 2020 as a guide. You're seeing to six to eight months out. Uh, and Tom Lee said it best yesterday. Is that the front half of this year is going to be trash. Um, but the back half should be a positive. So you're looking at six to eight months uh, of recovery. Um, in the meantime, I would get into those some of those defensive names again. Apple, Google, Microsoft offer great opportunities here. Um, Pepsi and, and Coke are great hedges against these things, while while getting a dividend. Um, the, some of the travel names: American Express, um, financial. It, 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 it's it's gonna you know it's one of the recovery plays. I think that's a great play. Um, if you look at the XLF, let's just look at the financial XLF. And Let's take a look at the weekly to actually take a look at the daily. We'll take a look at the daily Um, The daily is just crossing the 200 So the the it hasn't had a death cross Um, Let's look at the weekly to see if we can see if there's a death cross or anything on these charts again remember charts just tell us a story of um, Mathematics it doesn't have catalysts like the invasion of Ukraine like inflation and raising of rates it just tells us that you've got to take charts with a grain of salt. Um, but you are trading towards the 50-day. Um, the 200-day is still significantly, and this is on the XLF. XLF 50-day is at 37.78. Today, we're trading at 38.34. The 200-day is down near 29. And this is on a weekly chart. Um, it you know XLF has been significantly oversold. Um, it is down near 49. Uh, 48 on the RSI on the weekly chart, and let's look at the XLE. If we look at the XLE on a weekly chart, um, you are just now, the 50-day is crossing up on the 200-day. Your RSI is at 66, so you're significantly overbought. Um, the, The MACDs are high up there. But again, I, I think historically, you are looking at XLE, um, when you look at the weekly, you're still looking at it down. When you go back to 2014, the XLE was at 100. Um, you, you know, you, you're, you're, what, 60% of that? Um, so, you still got a 40% move up, if you're looking at this. So traditionally, I don't think this is a, this is a bad play. Um, you, Even though you've, you know, again, back in uh, October of 2020, uh, you were selling at 29, 30. Um, so within a year, you've doubled on an XLE. This is an ETF of, of energy that doesn't move like that. But you've probably still got 40% on the upside. Um, so uh, I, again, there's opportunities out there. Um, today's going to be an ugly day for your portfolio. But remember, your portfolio should consist of uh, 40, 40, and 20. 40% your long term. You don't touch it. In my long term, I've got Apple, I've got Microsoft, I've got Google. Um, those are significant ones where I just don't touch them. They kind of stay there. The ARK funds have been in there. Unfortunately, I think I'm moving the ARK funds more to the, other, in the next 40%, which is every year to six, six months to a year you readjust those, you reallocate, you sell some winners, you take some losses, you tax advantage for those. If you're in a brokerage account, if you're in an IRA, you just reevaluate and readjust your portfolio. So again, 40% is you don't touch it. You just leave it. 40% is every six months to a year, you kind of readjust. And then the other 20% is split between 10% and 20, 10%. 10% is zero to six months. You swing trade those. You get in, you get out, um, you kind of move things around. The other 10% is completely day trading or even, you know, hold it for a couple of days, maybe a week. Um, You can hold it for up to six months if you want, uh, but it's something that you're not convicted to holding. Again, 40, 40, and, and then 10 and 10. Those are the three, the the four buckets that, I, in my opinion, you should manage your portfolio to. If you manage that portfolio to that, then you you know your your readjustment in that 40% um, could have been you know essentially in the January timeframe, where some of these winners you could have taken some profits on, um, and then you know readjusted and reallocated. When you saw the big downturn, you could adjust those. Um, you know, the 20% that you're looking at, the 10 and the 10, should have been in and out during these times of fluctuations, raising cash, making sure that you have the cash on hand to pull the trigger. So, um, uh, with that said, wow, uh, DraftKings was up 10% yesterday. It's up, down 6% on the open. Um, there are a lot. It looks like the ARK funds are down as much as 10%. Um, Yeah. There's a significant, significant downturn on this stuff. So, um, again, that's kind of the play of the day. I, I, you know, if you have any specific questions, ask me on Twitter. um, Reach out to me. Let me know. I'll take a look at some of the stocks. I think a lot of the charts are going to look ugly. Um, I don't think that you're looking at a, a turnaround here. Again, this was kind of telegraphed. We knew it was going to happen. This was something that, that you know, we should have been prepared for, uh, should have been uh, making sure that our uh, portfolios were solid. Um, it is going to hurt even the best portfolio manager today is waking up. Nobody should have been 100% cash. The problem with 100% cash is you've got inflation. So you've got to look for those opportunities. Um, with the, this amount of volatility, you should be in and out. Other than those names that you just don't get out of. Um, you get into Apple, Microsoft, Google, uh, you know, energy names, Chevron, Exxon, even the XLE. If you want just a general, um, you know, ETF, XLE. I, I, I think, you know, again, my, in my mind, you're going back to 2013, 2014, which is, uh, you know, $100 on the XLE. You're at 67. You're going to see fluctuations in this. It is totally oversold. Um, right now, the RSI on a weekly basis is at 67. So, you've still probably got some some movement to the downside, but with a catalyst like this in Russia, yeah. Sorry to ramble on. I'll do better next time. Have a great day. Enjoy yourselves.